0: Welcome to Nudia's Mastermind. This podcast is a place where success and fulfillment meets. A space where I invite guests from all walks of life who have succeeded at a high level in a specific area. A space where we will share their champion stories, including the wins and the highs, but also the lows and the challenges, yet how their passion and consistency inspire them to keep pushing forward and creating major breakthroughs in their lives. Also sharing our why, sharing what fulfills us, Because what's life about without enjoying the journey? Please subscribe, share, and rate us. My intention for all of our listeners is to be inspired into taking action to live the life that you truly desire. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Nudias Mastermind. Uh, We have another episode today, and I'm so excited for it because I have my beautiful, amazing, intelligent... Uh, bright and she literally looks like a supermodel. <laughs> Masha Bobroskaya on the show with me. Welcome, Masha.
1: Hi, baby. I'm so excited to be here and thank you for the kind words. And you can be my um, Bumble profile editor from now on if you like. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds great. What
0: you said. That's awesome. I mean, I can really continue on and on describing you. So do that. There's a lot of positive things about you that I know. So yes, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm delighted to have you here. Um, I'm going to start off with just sharing our story of how we met and feel free to jump in. But uh, we both attended this really amazing event in the fall of 2019, right before everything kind of paused. And it was uh, through Summit. That was the um that was the event that was the the tribe the crew and i don't kn- i don't remember exactly like the moment we met but we kept running into each other yes. and i was like i need to know this girl and then we ended up wearing the same outfit one night and then we what just have been
1: outfits all the time <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What else do you remember
0: about our our time meeting? You feel free to add to it.
1: i was trying to remember like a number of instances, like how we met, like the moment we locked eyes or something like that. And I just don't even like remember that one instance. But I just know that there was life without you in it, and then all of a sudden, like you were in my life. And I don't remember how exactly it happened or what clicked. But then it's like you're just there, and you're part of it from that point on. <laughs> I'm like, that's just, and it completely makes sense to me. I'm like, yes, she's there as if she always belonged there. So that's, I remember, I do remember matching outfits. We had leopard print. Yes. Wild sh- shorts, I think. And something. <laughs> you know, little black. Yeah.
0: Dress. And like the same color top. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was amazing. I, yeah, I feel the same way. It was like, once you were in my life, you weren't getting out of my life. And so we definitely had a soul connection pretty yeah. quick. It's so, true. so yeah. Masha um, is quite incredible. She and I'll let her share more of, more of her story, but she's an entrepreneur. She lives in Seattle and uh, launched her own spa. How long ago was it? Three, four years ago?
1: No, it's actually we're
0: coming out on full five years. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. So, a little longer. Mm-hmm. And you know, coming from a completely different country. I've been so impressed by your story that you just had enough bravery to come here to the United States alone. You don't really have family here. Uh, you're young, um, you know, get, get a job at Microsoft. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm going to go for the American dream and figure it out a way to make it happen. Yeah. And so Um, I will turn the mic over to you because I'm fascinated by it. And I think it's so amazing, uh, that you're, you can inspire other people to really go for their dreams.
1: Thank you. Those are very kind words and I'm endlessly fascinated and inspired by you actually. So, um, but my story, you know, like when I look back, maybe it sounds like a lot has happened in the last few years. Well, last decade, really but as i was living it you know day at a time it didn't feel like i had a huge master plan you know when i left russia where i'm from originally i wasn't trying to like escape at any cost i wasn't not loving my life there i just wanted more and i wanted adventure and i wanted more opportunities for my life to be independent and kind of live my life as it it unfolds i didn't know how it was going to look like. But in Russia, you know, we have such a strong Soviet history, and even when I was growing up, there is still a lot of social expectations of what life should look like, all the steps and all the check boxes you tick off. And then, just since my childhood, I knew I don't really fit in boxes too well, and I knew that if I stayed in that country, like it would be harder for me to explore, experiment, and find myself without disappointing something or somebody in that country by not fitting into those squares. So I had this intuitive earning to just go somewhere else um, and see what happens. And that's exactly what I did. I went to Alaska actually at first, uh, since it was the cheapest college out of the whole
0: country. (laughs) You're gonna go to the coldest town and the cheapest. Yeah, it's not mm-hmm. like i didn't start it easy uh and my family is fantastic
1: you know they are amazing parents uh, both engineers with very solid middle class in russia but to afford american education it's a different just cost of living so that's how i ended up in anchorage living my dream <laughs> um,
0: but yeah so i got. how 19- old were you how old I, were you when you moved
1: i was 19. So it was kind of an exchange program. So I had two years in Russian University and then a group of us came to Anchorage in Alaska. So that kind of helped a little bit ease into it. As you mentioned, I don't have any family here and I didn't know anybody in the whole country, but having a little gang of us, (laughs) like, you know, it was like 10 people and we all kind of bonded in Russia. And then we moved here together. Um, so that was fun and then, you know, when I was graduating, I just didn't feel ready to go home. I saw a lot of opportunity in this country. I always knew, probably like you did as well, that I I didn't really ever feel passionate about um, career in the company, you know. I never felt mm-hmm. like my lifelong journey would be like growing along like a
0: career. In professor. a company.
1: Yes, I kind of didn't, didn't click with that ever. I always had more of a free spirited, adventurous and curious mind that needed options to thrive. And I felt like corporate environment would squash it as it proved to be true later (laughs) down the line. Um, So it kind of like felt like staying in this country would give me better platform to figure out what my life is even going to be about. At 19, I didn't have a clue. I didn't have, um, you know, one dream I wanted to pursue at any cost. I just wanted to be able to figure it out freely. And I knew that my chances here and the freedom here is greater than at that time in Russia. So I moved to Seattle randomly. I think a lot of people from (laughs) Anchorage move like either Portland or Seattle or down to California. Um, So I moved to Seattle. I didn't know anybody here either, but it's a great town with a lot of, um, IT jobs and I ended up working in Microsoft. Um, so that's what, that was kind of it at the beginning of the story. And summary about my years at Microsoft, you know, it was about eight years and I'm grateful for them, but at no point did I think that that was it. At no point did I think Hmm. this is where my heart and my soul belong. And this is where I want to spend the rest of my time. Hmm. Um, it just took a while to find what it would be that I would go for full on. So, yeah, I think my 20s were spent working hard, you know, living the corporate life, trying it on just in case. <laughs> maybe it sticks. <laughs> while always in the back of my mind searching and kind of trying on different things. Like, what is it? What is it? What is it out there that I can try on and maybe like get so passionate and convict convinced by that. I'm like, yes, this is it. This is something I can go for. I know that this is it for at least many years I can see coming.
0: Yeah. How did you, uh, because what did you study in Russia for the the two years prior to coming here? So it
1: was finance and I finished it here. So my degree is in finance, international and corporate finance. Mm, You know, I think again, like coming from Russia. I
0: told you guys, she's intelligent.
1: I am I definitely like you know Russians value proper formal education and um a professional degree in something that seems like serious or like sets you up for success in life and felt like finance, you know doesn't get closer to money than that so
0: <laughs> it's a great thing to learn. i yeah. I feel like I'm learning some of it so I, I'm gonna have to pick your brain on it. Oh, no, so I, you so you should. go you go and immerse yourself in the corporate world, although, you know, in the back of your mind and also intuitively that this is not it for you. And so maybe t- share with us a little bit of when you, uh when it landed for you of like, okay, I need to go and actually either build something or you like, when did you have the idea of opening up your spa and yeah, like maybe paint the picture for us of that whole transition period.
1: Well, it's, Again, like looking back, some things you know, they're always it's almost like how we met, you know, just it's like the most natural fit and it all it just kind of happens. But I think my journey towards finding my true passion and calling in life, it was there and I had all the answers since I was maybe three years old. I just didn't click and connect all the dots. but ever since I was a kid, I was playing, a doctor with all my dolls. I was collecting different like herbs in the garden and making teas for my granny. I was giving her massages. So cute. Trying to make her like, <laughs> ache in the body and we tried to heal her. So I was doing it all alone. But in Russia, we don't even have a concept of wellness or like naturopath doctors or spas. So I had to invent it all in my head. But you know, that was my playtime. And then in my 20s already, Um, I had a couple of health issues where I was made aware of, you know, different diets and better ways of taking care of your health, and it kind of became, came out of necessity that I had to learn a lot of things, how to, you know, take care of yourself better if you have certain food sensitivities or whatever happens in life like that, Um, and as I was searching for what is mine, really, a lot of my friends were giving me feedback, and they're like, we all know what's yours. It's all about like wellness and health because that's what you geek out on. You know, that's what you read. the amazing. Work. You know, you can give us supplements for anything we have a need. We can consult you like on skincare needs or whatever. And I was just still kind of in that very much like Russian mindset where I'm like, well, a proper business needs to be around a proper industry or you know like an idea like you know i was looking at real estate finance i was looking at doing like another startup that supports like microsoft jobs so you know the idea of like something is i don't know how to like say without passing a judgment that i had that at that time but it didn't sound like a solid business plan to be going into wellness and beauty when you come from my background
0: it makes sense like in different cultures also I feel like that's very (laughs) I get that because even in my in some of my family that that is like the painted picture of expectation of society like Mm -hmm. doctor you know you have people in finance you have attorney it's like all those things were like what everyone kind of painted my vision for and so I get it it's, it's more of a, I feel maybe a cultural thing uh programming that you had mm-hmm. while you were a little girl that you yeah you were like wait that's a possibility of a business that's not a serious right like yes exactly and then
1: I, I kind of thought you would get it totally coming from a similar cultural background <laughs> I got you girl I get it yeah, yes it's, but it's <laughs> the thing is like You know, like I felt like my heart calling was there as a hobby and that's something you do in your free time, but how you shop in the world and what you create in the world as your income, as your legacy, if you will, has to be proper and serious. So those two Mm. ends for a long time existed separately from me. I'm like, this is where my heart finds its pleasure and joy. And this is where my brain works. But what I learned in it like late twenties is when I started reading you know, books on meditation. I started practicing meditation. I started going into more of that mindfulness and kind of going deeper into yourself and accepting things about yourself, whether you have labeled them before as like not serious or not proper enough, but kind of like accepting yourself as a well-rounded, like whole human being. And I think you probably had similar moments in your journey as well, kind of trying on different things and Really ultimately it all comes to, it comes to me as being authentic. And I know that word is being used a lot these days, but truly the more I can spend my hours in a day living from my heart and speaking Mm -hmm. genuine. And the more my mind is solving problems in the areas that I'm passionate about, the more joy and love I have in my life and the more productive I actually can be And the more supportive I can be to other people and kind of help them along their way. So there was definitely a moment of accepting that maybe what I am about is not what I was trying to be about. And that I have, you know, like my heart is actually my driver and I should live, live the life through the heart rather than my brain and labels and expectations that I got throughout life and picked up everywhere along the
0: way yeah that is such a beautiful lesson like I feel like there are, uh there are a lot of people out there where that advice is like so so important and it can really help change someone's life because there is this huge expectation for a lot of people of like what you should be and you should grow up to be this person or this is what would be serious this is not what we what or this is something we would not take seriously. so you have all of these uh limitations And the fact that you recognize that it wasn't fulfilling you, that you weren't really happy in that type of finance corporate world um, and you followed your heart, like how beautiful is that? Because you can be working, you could have stayed working at Microsoft for, you know, forever gone deeper into finance and, and, but that wasn't like fulfilling your soul. Like it wasn't feeding your soul.
1: And it's, it's so true. And uh, honestly, I wish I almost had like a more romantic story, but I'm a person who is, I don't have a lot of ability to like fake things. And my mind is the same way. Like <laughs> if my heart is not on fire, if I'm not interested and passionate, I drop to like, I probably drop like half of my IQ points, you know, instantly. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm better at this, but I don't care about this. And my brain just is like not does not even want to do it (laughs) so it was kind of a necessity I don't think I would have been continuously successful at Microsoft and also you know just I kind of got to a point you know as an immigrant as a girl who came here by herself like it was somewhat like important for me for like old original me to establish the baseline for my life and kind of confidence Mm. that I can provide I can make good money, I can make home in this new country and environment, and I can be more successful. I remember like even looking up at it's it's fine, I don't share that a lot, but whenever I got like a promotion at work and increase in my salary, I would compare myself to like median income in the state and the country. And it was just gratifying and empowering to see that as a 20-some year old immigrant who came here with nothing. I was making more than, you know, more than half of the country who was born here and who was born in all these opportunities that I had to figure out my own way. So it gave me a lot of sense of confidence, I guess, but more like that. Yes. Okay. I'm okay in life.
0: Self-belief. Yeah. Like I got me. Yeah.
1: Like, I think it was kind of like, it gave me like a a foundation of safety where I felt I can venture out and try something I'm passionate about. And if that doesn't work out, because Mm. a lot of small businesses do fail, I kind of felt like I can always go back to it because I had solid skills and I had proven track record of supporting myself in this environment. So I had some skills that I acquired throughout all these years. So it felt like I have a safety net and that allowed me to take that risk and to go further a a little bit.
0: Yeah. Right. That makes sense. Um, you created your own safety. Yes. You found and- your own safety. And that's, that's amazing. I, I do want to touch a little bit on when it, like, take us to, okay. Once you, the, the idea was planted on you, your friend said, this is your thing. Wellness is your thing. You finally are like, oh, okay. Maybe this is the vision. Like, own. What was it like? What was it like for you to, from when the idea was flaunted for you to create like a business plan and then take action and actually open it up? Like, give us a little bit of that story.
1: Well, um, I'm kind of a person who is a little bit, it's a little hard for me to push, pull the trigger. You know, I can think a lot, dream a lot, and then the actual moment of going for something, I think maybe because I'm here by myself and I feel the weight Mm. of responsibility of commitment like this. So I had this idea of, okay, maybe it's wellness, but what is it? How is it? I was in that space for a few months where I was growing more and more frustrated with my indecisiveness and also with the lack of like final concept of Mm. what actually is it going to be? Um, And then the universe decided to give me a nudge as it always does eventually. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't really a friendly nudge, maybe it's the one I needed, it was like
0: a slap, (laughs) (laughs)
1: Um, but I had an injury, so I slipped and I had a fall Mm. that uh, led me to my first serious physical injury and associated pain with that, that months and months down the road um, led me to try in the form of a healing modality, which is called sensory deprivation, floating, um, Yes. And when I did my first float, it was just so incredibly healing. And at the same time, I had a completely out-of-body experience and my first absolutely amazing meditation that when I was done with that first session, I was like, well, it was like an aha moment. And it was innovative enough to where we didn't have a lot of businesses like this in Seattle. We had only two locations that did that. It was interesting enough because really like even i didn't know about that therapy for you know, for any length of time really um and i looked around they checked out the spa i was in i was like well that looks simple enough i can pull it off
0: so, <laughs> so was awesome looking, yeah and how do you call what do you call them like the sensory float? or float okay so that was that
1: that's what it is um yeah so and i think looking back, like, it's not like I felt like that was the one and only thing I will ever create in wellness, but I finally felt like it's at least a step towards that, you know, as I ultimately mm-hmm. want to create more of a lifestyle brand and offer services in spas, as well as in the digital platforms, but I just needed something to get started with. And that was inspiring and powerful enough for me to be like, okay, that's that. And plus it was helping me heal my shoulder too. So I was like, well, I'll take <laughs> my own spa so I can go and get services and then
0: <laughs> help myself and then help other people. Exactly. I love it. <laughs> yeah.
1: And that was ultimately like my goal. Like I think that cannot be um, stressed enough. You know, the book starts with the why and mm-hmm. a lot of subjects around that. Like having worked in Microsoft for so long and my last years there were I would say close to miserable. You know, I was making the most I ever made, I was making like more than I wanted to have ever made. Mm. And yet I was miserable. You know, my yeah. soul was not Um I would spend money on the weekends. I would take trips. I would buy unnecessary things. And then I would be miserable on Monday, going back to the environment that didn't nourish my soul. So... Yeah it became pretty apparent to me also looking around that a lot of people in corporate world were burning out. Like right now there is a better culture of work-life balance. And for example, I think the company you've created acknowledges humanity, right? You have meditation room, you do inspirational talks, you care about your employees and you let them grow and you inspire them to. Back in my Microsoft days, it was the culture of grind and just like burn people to the ground and mm. You know, there was no nourishing there. And a lot of my coworkers, my managers, I just look at them, I'm like, they're not happy people. They're not healthy people in physical or emotional way. Right? And I felt so much empathy for them because they already had mortgages, kids, obligations. They didn't have another dream that they would ever try to escape and pursue. That was basically their life. And I just wanted to create a business that would be a place of healing. And I know it's like a drop in the ocean, right? What's my little spy against like Microsoft and some corporations like that? It's nothing you can say. But at the same time, I just felt like I want to spend my life energy on fighting the good fight and on just contributing to uplifting and healing people in whatever capacity and scale that I can do. And throughout life, I hope to be able to reach more people and have bigger impact. But that was my beautiful. final deciding thought is like, if I have this vision, if I have this ability, I want to be able to support us and kind of heal us. That's kind of my, I think from past lives. And maybe have been a healer
0: at some point is what I'm guessing now. <laughs> so That's beautiful yeah that's beautiful um i it's what an important lesson and i feel like there's probably some listeners that are feeling a similar way to you where they might be uh in a position or at a job where they're just not fulfilled um perhaps they feel like they're running the rat race because just like you i've been in that position where same i was making a lot of money running the rat race hitting high goals and I just kept myself su- I just kept seeing myself like almost running around in circles to a point where you wonder like what am I doing all this for you yeah. know and 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 so for anyone who's listening where you know maybe that's where you're at or maybe maybe you've had some of these thoughts we're here to both tell you that there's something way more out there and Masha is such a perfect example of, Uh, really reconnecting back to her gifts that she always had while growing up. And she was the nurturer and the healer and the helper. And she really, like, you really have played, played off your gift. And that's so beautiful. And I think that so many people have such a hard time with like, what is my passion? What is my why? What do I love to do? Mm -hmm. And I always tell them, like, go back to your younger self you know, what did you love doing? You know, what were your favorite activities? What were your passions back then? Because we have so much data in that past that we have shut down based on many things, reasons, you know, like parents, perhaps society expectations. And so you are the perfect example of that reconnection and how you completely played off of that. And you are highly successful in your spinal that Obviously COVID, you know, that was a big impact to, to your business as many others, but I know that um, what you have, and it's such a beautiful place, maybe, maybe tell us a little bit more of some of the things that you have in the spa and some of the services you provide to help people heal. Well, that's
1: a great question. And maybe it could be a whole other segue because right now I'm in the huge transition phase where I took the time during COVID and the closure and the, you know, pandemic. And I'm having, I have a a different business plan now. And I think I shared some of it briefly with you and our phone call privately. Um, But basically I am in a place where I'm wanting to let go of that wellness center as it's built now and as it is now and transition it to the different ownership And that's a team of people who has other facilities like that in the city and who are amazing and who will continue that legacy forever, where that frees me up to do something else. And I'm kind of charting out, I can't quite share all the details out loud. I'm superstitious, like we don't want to jinx it, anything in Russia.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's all okay.
1: Uh, But it's also going to be focused on helping people and mostly helping, um, I guess, women because that's been another strongest thing that's been coming into my life is my connection to the feminine, to connecting to my female friends and understanding deeper the life journey that a female has in her lifetime and how we go through you know our 20s and then we transition to 30s and now i've had so many clients transitioning to 40s 50s and 60s and I hear a lot of conversations around self-love self-acceptance confidence body image issues and there's a lot of pain that comes with that and there is a lot of grief i think for some women to be going through Whatever it can be, like hormonal changes or so childbirth, and then the way the body changes and never is the same again. Um, and I think it's since I don't have kids myself yet, I haven't gone through that. But I am in my mid-thirties, so I'm seeing first signs of aging, and things are surprising, right? How this starts shifting all the a sudden in your body. And you're oh like,
0: hey. yeah. We, yeah, we're like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like did I just not
1: sleep enough for six days or is it just my new face and it just looks a little like last?
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah we definitely start to notice it like what <laughs> I didn't know that I had so many grays or oh my gosh my skin you know I'm starting to mm-hmm. uh, it's starting to change yeah it's definitely yeah. it's true you guys it's true that's just life it's the truth I, I don't
1: <laughs> deny it but also like I want to I want to accept aging gracefully, but I don't want to not fight a good fight against it
0: <laughs> You do a really great job, my friend. So when Masha and I are out in the town, typically in LA, that's where we've spent most of our time together. But um, yeah, uh, many times uh, people have no idea how old Masha is. For and you. so or how old we are and so uh typically people think we're younger because we're very youthful like our spirit's very youthful anyway Mm -hmm. but yes luckily we don't look our age which is a plus (laughs) god yes that is a plus and it's not
1: (laughs) genetics is some but you know choices and the Advances in skincare and all of that right now are tremendous. And that's what I'm just excited about right now. And yes. my next business venture, I think that's what it's going to focus on. Empowering women through yeah. allowing them to make improvements in their appearance while still accepting themselves wholly and fully. So that's kind of what sets my heart. I'm on excited. Right
0: yes, yes. This is really exciting, and I have to say that you really embody all of wellness. Like you're um, from the inside out, you really take care of yourself. You eat healthy. Um, you actually uh, decided not to drink alcohol a, a few months back. And if you know, if yeah. you want to share with us a little bit of like your your reasonings and how that's really helped you just feel healthier and feel like such a balance in your life. And every time I'm around you, I'm like actually you really inspire me cuz i'm not a big drinker anyway and then when i'm around you i'm like oh yeah i will totally just have tea with you and as as i'm saying this she's literally drinking her green juice in front of me in front of the camera so i'm all i'm saying is that she really embodies everything that she's about you know and and so tell us a little bit about your your decision for that and how it's made you just feel even better
1: Right, so first disclosure, I was never really an alcoholic because I feel like when I tell no. people I don't drink,
0: <laughs> I always get really sad in their face and they're like, oh no. I'm like, no, 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 I never That's had. It's always the drink. first assumption. Oh, you must have had a problem. It's like, That's no, not- actually, yeah. I just don't want to drink anymore.
1: <laughs> no, it's it's really kind of started. Now it's been two and a half years that I don't drink. Um, and it started on January one uh whatever two years ago it was 2018 or 17. um and i usually would do like once every half a year i would do a cleanse where i would do extra clean eating for a month or so just to kind of i don't know i just like that stuff so it was just yes um but that particular january one i was also after a very great new Year's celebration so i felt particularly hungover (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> we have yeah, all been there
1: it was a little kind of like yeah well, my friend and I were just eating fun, and watching like movies on Netflix all day long and I was just saying out loud I'm like I don't think I need to drink for a long while I think I have enough fumes in my body right now <laughs> so, and it was almost like a bad, but I said like you know I'm not gonna drink I wasn't gonna drink for a whole January as my cleanse but then I'm like maybe I'll make it three months And at that time, just the idea felt a little wild, right? I was never a heavy drinker like you, but it's just such a part of social interactions, you know? It's Mm -hmm. such a part of happy hour culture, like with my Mm -hmm. girlfriend's after work. It's such a part of networking events where you get a drink and start talking and networking with people and some business events. When you travel, you know, it's just kind of like a drink is a part of lifestyle, I guess. Yes, Mm -hmm. Um, so it was just interesting to me kind of how how it would feel like not to have it. And my mind is curious. So it was mostly a question to myself, like, can I do it? Like, how would I feel in those settings where you know having a drink in a new environment helps you ease into it or feel just a little bit more yourself. And it was really just an inquiry and curiosity Like, can I do it? Will I be still myself? Because I'm usually, you know, the fun, the outgoing one, the loud one, and (laughs) not not bothered by like social anxiety. And I'm like, is it because I have a drink first and that makes it easier for me? Or will I be able to be myself without that? So it's all those kind of questions, all on January (laughs) one. But I felt. You went deep, girl. You went deep. No, I'm kidding. Probably January 1st, was like, no more alcohol. <laughs> but as the time moved on, and you know, you probably know yourself too, like, you know, habits take six weeks if they're easy to form, and the hard ones take up to three months to form and become kind of like your second nature. So I feel like those first three months were more challenging than ever, well, than the rest of the journey, rather, because there are so many situations, all that I mentioned, where... just a habit you know and just you have your brain thinks like if you're at home cooking dinner why not have a glass of wine to relax you know yeah why not just have a drink to unwind and that was just so built in it was like associations right like if you're relaxing you should have a drink if you're celebrating you celebrate it with a drink if you're upset you'll mellow yourself out with a drink it was just (laughs) always always like anchoring activities in life or events in life so i got more curious, and I was like, Can I possibly go through a whole year and, like, through all life events, celebrations, and upsets, and moments when I'm happy and I want to feel maybe more happy, or the moments when I'm down? And I'm like, Can I just go through the whole life cycle without the amplification or a crutch that alcohol can be both, right? Sometimes. Yeah. So it was really more of a mental exercise and a more of a question to learn myself deeper and to understand what I am without that. Because, you know, like I had my first drinks when I was like maybe 17 or 18 and then I've never had like a year of my life when I didn't drink. Yeah. Like habitually or like, you know, on occasion. Um, So it was just really curious. I'm like, I'm 30 something years old and I've never known myself and my psyche and my emotions, without that, mm-hmm. um, so I think it was just kind of an exercise in curiosity. In the first three, four, six months, it was also like a badge of honor to be like, "I don't drink now," <laughs> and <laughs> definitely, definitely react to that. Um, but I have to say, it was like in, it was like a it was definitely a transitioning moment, and even some of my social circles, you know, I couldn't. Sustain anymore. I realized that some of the people I would see in larger environments, I could only enjoy them when they were drinking. I was drinking, and there was oh, no wow. value for me. And when I was there sober, I just was like, in my, I was like, no, I, I don't, I don't feel this vibe. And I would oh, take a Uber wow. and go home on menu Friday and Saturday nights, where usually I would just carry on. Mm-hmm. So it cleared out a lot of. Noise in my life, a lot of people that were also kind of like noise. And I remember sitting on Friday night at home as I'm single and it was like summer night, and it felt like I should be out there doing something, partying or socializing. And I just didn't find a group of friends who I felt like I would connect with at the moment. And it was just kind of interesting to sit with it, you know, like a bit of fear of missing out and, and just curiosity is like, why, like what what is happening now? You know, before you have new habits or new people or new activities to do, there's that space of clearance. There's a space where you let go of some old habits or old ways of being or old groups of friends or social circles. And it's not immediate that you feel in that space with something new. There's that pause where it's just empty space for a moment
0: And that can be a little uncomfortable. That can be very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. I love the way you, I love the way you just talked about that because it's so good when we find ourselves in those moments where you were, and if we can actually just sit in it, we can learn Mm -hmm. a lot from it. And most people just try to avoid it. They're like, I can't sit with it. I can't sit by myself. I got to go. So they would have probably just reacted and gone out, you know, with the friends. But, um, yeah like there's just this really beautiful uh on the other side of that something like really beautiful lies and i do believe a lot of it is like really learning deeply about who you are
1: you know it's learning who you are it's seeing that you know it's almost like you you're meeting yourself and you and you're looking at yourself as you're learning truly like what is it that i am without all that noise and junk and distractions and just running around and being everywhere without understanding the purpose of it. And then really big part of it is accepting. You know, it kind of comes back to like a, a sentiment we made earlier, but there are all these expectations. Like I wish, like I don't wish now, but like there is a vision of me, how I thought I was going to be when I grew up. And there is a version of me that's actually me. And, you know, those moments to meet yourself truly and to see that you are might be in some ways different. You know, for me, I understood that I'm more sensitive. I am more romantic and sentimental. I'm less about financial achievement as a measure of my success. I'm more about connection. And those are softer, gentler, more feminine things that, again, coming from Russian culture, where we are very dominant, we're very much success and material achievements driven um like and i like that image i really do like that image when i watch movies so when i have like some female uh like role models in my life i admire those women but understanding that actually i have slightly different motivation in life mm. and i'm not as you know like if i were to judge myself in the moment i'm like maybe i'm not as badass because i don't want to make like 10 million dollars and that's not how I would measure my success and accepting that and being like okay like let's figure out what actually I'm about and realign everything like puzzle pieces from
0: that point on oh that's amazing that is such good good advice and just you know some great statements there I think that all of us can be reminded of and learn from because yeah, it's uh, really finding your true identity. And I feel you've done such a good job, especially the last few years of getting there. And, um, you know, as your friend, I'm so proud of you and so excited to see what you're going to do next. So we will definitely have to have Masha back on the show uh, for part two or uh, Masha
1: <laughs> you know. 2.0. By now, it's like 25.0. Yeah,
0: I know. I was like, it's actually a higher 0.0, but yeah. Um, any any last any last advice that you'd like to give to maybe some of those younger women out there who are feeling stuck um, at a job or they're feeling not happy where they're at? What would you tell them? What yeah? What what piece of advice would you share? Well,
1: to me, it was always important to be self-reliant. So while dreaming my dreams. Like And if somebody has a job that's not inspiring to them, maybe not quitting the job tomorrow is a good idea, you know, maybe figuring out the, what you're about and having a solid business plan while you still may be able to like pay your bills and take care of yourself. I think that's like, you know, the, the sweet spot between going for something and being rational. And I think it's as, you know, self-made entrepreneur yourself, like that's a fine balance to be able to achieve. And sometimes you're not perfectly right in the middle. Um, but yes, keep your eyes and keep your heart open and keep dreaming and figuring out what you want your life to be about. But don't just take care of yourself and don't provide for yourself in the meantime. And so that's kind of marrying your heart and your brain, your rational and your dreamy sides. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but other than that, when you do see and then you do feel like you found what it is that's yours, you know, then you're going to have to go for it.
0: <laughs> you go for it. Yeah. I 100% agree. Uh, Masha, if people would love to continue Yay! following your story or, you know, mm-hmm. seeing what the new vision is for you and your career, uh, is there somewhere they could do that at?
1: They currently can find me on Instagram, Masha underscore level up. And this Instagram is basically useless right now but it is in my plans to start producing quality content but right now <laughs> it's <laughs> of me and my food
0: <laughs> and so it's then that's there but it's okay just a millennial posts you know our typical millennial i got all the things checked out there <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Masha, for being on the show today. I'm so excited to see what's next for you. And for everyone out there, just like she stated, find out what you really want out of life. And then once you find that, you just have to go for it. Don't hold back. So cheers to that. <laughs> cheers to that and cheers to all of you. And we will see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Nudia's Mastermind. It's an absolute pleasure of mine to be able to share the space with you. There is something so powerful about brilliant minds coming together to help other people grow and to inspire them to enjoy the zest for life. Please subscribe and also follow me on YouTube and on Instagram. My handle is nudia.p.rivera. Now go and create an amazing life.